All right, guys, here we go. Uh, you'll have to excuse me. My voice is quite hoarse today. Um, I've been up all night. You got to know what that's like. Itchy, itchy. All night long. That's why this is called the Itchy Ginger. So let's get into this thing. Um, TSW, what is it? Topical steroid withdrawal. How do you get it? Topical steroids. The use and abuse. The over-prescription. Uh, how would you say that? I guess being over-prescribed by dermatologists, uh, primary care physicians. Uh, just in general, using topical steroids entirely too much for a condition that they use it as a band-aid. Instead of getting to the root cause of eczema or skin conditions, <laughs> they give you steroids. Here you go, steroids. That'll fix it. Steroids. Go home. Steroids. Oh, that's just eczema. Put some steroids on it. At least that's been the answer for me my whole life. I've dealt with eczema since I was born. Uh, pretty severe case of eczema when you look at the grand scheme. And God bless my parents. God love them. They didn't know any better in the 80s, in the early 90s. That was just... That was just it. Nobody was looking at leaky gut syndrome. Nobody was looking at the root cause. Um, Karen Fisher hadn't written the eczema diet. People weren't thinking about taking vitamins. People weren't thinking about any of those things. Um, we trusted the doctors. We trusted our physicians. We trusted that the prescriptions that they were writing us were safe. And the shitty thing is, I don't think anybody's ever opened up one of those pamphlets and actually read, start to finish, any of them. Who would do that? I mean, don't get me wrong. When I buy something at the store, yeah, I'll take a look at the back and <clears throat> maybe glance over some of the literature, but I'm not going to go through and read. I trust my doctors when they prescribe me something. If I'm going to the store and I'm buying Preparation H or I'm buying NyQuil, that's on me. I'm the prescriber of the medication. I'm the one taking it, so I should be the one to do the research. I should read the literature. I should know what I'm getting myself into. When I go to a medical professional for something, I trust that person. I trust in them that they're doing the right thing, that they're giving me something that is safe, that is going to take care of the issue at hand. And unfortunately, um, when it comes to people with skin conditions, you can't. You can't trust them anymore because Big Pharma has come in and Big Pharma has taken away that trust. And so, now that I'm done ranting about the doctors and Big Pharma and all that bullshit, let's get into top of steroid withdrawal and just really how awful it is. Um, I started this process in December 
2015 when I was diagnosed with staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome. A very nasty, nasty bit of staph and strep. The strains mix together and create this superbug. As far as I know, there's only been somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 reported cases since uh, they've started reporting and recording in the medical profession. Um, I'm one of those 50 reported cases. There's a 60% mortality rate for all adults who contract that disease. It's very serious, very scary. So December 2015 is when I started this process with that and things just took a turn for the worse. It seemed as though once they gave me the antibiotics and got that cleared up, my eczema just continued to get worse and worse. And so I just kept using the steroids. I kept lathering them on because I kept trusting the doctors. At that time, I was living in Ven or West Palm Beach, Florida with my ex-fiance and my daughter. We decided that we were gonna move back to Kansas City where I currently live. And we based that decision on the fact that our eczema was exponentially worse there in West Palm Beach, Florida. My daughter, God bless her, she unfortunately inherited the eczema gene for me, as well as my son. Thankfully, we were wise enough and smart enough to learn from my mistakes and not put them through the steroids the way that my parents did. Um, in fact, we did a lot of digging. I did a lot of digging and found some probiotics and cured my daughter's eczema. And my son is on the path to healing as we speak. But let's get back to me. Fast forward, uh, we moved back to Kansas City. Once we got back to Kansas City, I was a general manager for Red Robin. I was working entirely too much, overly stressed out. My skin started getting really bad, so I decided to quit that job. And I got a job with Chili's, who I had worked for previously. I got hired on, I was in Wichita, Kansas training uh, for a general manager position. I was getting ready to be handed my own store in Olathe and I got very sick, very, very sick. Um, my eczema flared up again like I'd really never seen it before and it wasn't, I knew it wasn't the staphylococcal scalded skin again just because I'd already been through that but I knew that I was dealing with some sort of severe infection. So I was rushed to the hospital there in Wichita and then transferred from Wichita back to Kansas City, Missouri, where I landed in Kansas University Medical Hospital. Now mind you, again, these doctors come in and they're just scratching their heads because they have no idea. They're just telling me it's eczema. This is just eczema. This is just a bad eczema flare. And I just, I just, there was no way. There was no way this was just eczema. But I listened. 
and I kept on with steroids. They put me on a course of oral prednisone and also were wet wrapping. For those of you who don't know what that is, uh, they take wet gauze and they lather you up with topical steroids and they wet wrap your body. And so essentially they were suffocating my skin in these topical steroids in these wet wraps. Well, I noticed that my skin just kept getting worse. It wasn't getting better. Every time I put the steroids on, it felt like my skin was just burning, like it was like, like, like a loaf of bread. Like my skin was rising off of, me, off of me. It just, it felt like my skin was three inches tall. And it's so raw, it's so hot to the touch. You could be standing near me, I was like a fucking heater. I mean, if, if it was 30 degrees outside, you could stand near me and you wouldn't feel it. You wouldn't even know. I was so hot to the touch. So I knew that I was dealing with an infection. I went back to Kansas Medical and I told them, the steroids are making it worse. But of course, the dermatologist and the allergists know there's no way that can't be. We're going to go ahead and treat you with a different course of steroids. We're going to do a higher dose, a betazole, bethamidazole. The top dog steroids, these are going to fix you. You're going to be fine. So November 2017, I'm in the hospital. I'm begging them to stop putting the steroids on. Begging them to stop putting the steroids on. I get out of the hospital in November 2017. December 2017, I'm back in the hospital. Begging them not to treat me with steroids. But... It was almost to the point to where they were either going to treat me with steroids or they were just going to release me. And I was at a point to where if they released me, I was going to commit suicide because I just couldn't handle the pain. I couldn't handle the pain any longer. So again, I believed in them. I let them treat me. Out of the hospital December, I'm back in January. Out of the hospital January, I'm back in February. Finally in March, I put my foot down and I said no more. This is fucking done. I'm over it. I do not want any more steroids. We need to dig. You need to dig. And I'm not leaving this hospital until you find another way. There has to be another way. Finally, they listened. They stopped. They stopped trying to force the steroids on me. In doing so... I started the withdrawal process. And this process is one nasty, nasty son of a bitch. From head to toe, you are red, skin broken open, wide open, so dry that your skin is just peeling off in layers and flakes. Your bed is covered head to toe in your dead skin. Every single day, every minute, every second, you are scratching and digging and burning and hoping for someone to end the pain. It's the only way that I can describe it. It's the only way that I can make you understand how horrid the pain is. I felt like a burn victim, like I had stood in a 
like in the middle of an inferno for hours and then been thrown out to the streets and been told, deal with it. It's just eczema. It's just eczema. So at that point, I decided no more dermatologists. I'm done with you. I'm going to strictly see an allergist. And we decide that we're going to try cyclosporin. For those of you who don't know, that's a treatment for cancer patients. And then methotrexate, another treatment for cancer patients. And then dipulopath, the wonder treatment that came out for eczema. All three did nothing. No signs of healing, no signs of nothing. No help. It did nothing. And to say I was defeated, that would be an understatement. Defeated is, is the understatement of the, the new decade. <laughs> I was so beyond defeated. And folks, I forgot to tell you, when I started this process, I was a single father of two children. My son was born January 5th, 2017, one month after I started this process. My daughter at the time was five years old. I was a single father of a one-month-old and a five-year-old. I'm living with my mother at the time. Couldn't work. Wasn't getting paid. It's been six months. I've got no pay. I'm trying to get on disability, wondering if I'm ever going to get another paycheck, wondering if I'm ever going to be able to walk outside again, go to work, do anything, raise my kids, whatever, you know, this, I, I was, I was in the darkest hole I've ever, I've ever seen, I, I, the, it was a black hole, and I was in the middle of it, there was no way out, and I was approved for disability, thank God. There's a six-month waiting period, though. My first check didn't come until almost a year after I started the process. Since November 2017, I've been in the hospital 27 times. Out of those 27 stays, there's not been one less than five days, my longest stay being 24 days. I've had sepsis three times. I've almost died three times. That's how serious this disease is. That's how quickly this disease can take you away from the people that you love. But it's just eczema, right? That's what I was always told. It's just eczema. You're going to have to deal with it for the rest of your life. You're always going to have to deal with eczema. There's no such thing as topical steroid withdrawal. It's not recognized in the medical field. Medical professionals do not recognize topical steroid withdrawal. Dr. Marvin Rappaport out of California is the only dermatologist in the United States of America that I have found that recognizes topical steroid withdrawal. And unfortunately, he says the only cure is time. Ain't that a bitch? Time. 
well, how much time do I have left? How long can I possibly deal with this disease? How many nights can I lay awake wondering what my face is going to look like when I get out of bed? If I can get out of bed. Oh, folks, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> oh. Who knows about oral prednisone? Who knows about oral steroids? Well, let me tell you something. Because of the oral steroids that they've been pumping me full of my entire life, I developed avascular necrosis. Last January, I had my first hip replacement. January 17th of 2020, this year, I have an appointment with my surgeon. I have to have my left hip replaced. My right shoulder, my right knee are both completely deteriorated. The bones are gone. I'm going to have to have both replaced. That's four major surgeries in two years because of oral steroids. So it's not just the topical steroids. It's steroids in general. Whenever you go on a course of oral prednisone, what happens? You take your prednisone. You get better. You stop your prednisone. What happens? You rebound. And when I say rebound, I mean you're fucked. <laughs> it comes back worse than before. How do they not see this? How do they not see this? How do they not know this? How is this still a treatment? How is it still an effective treatment? When they know the rebound. I'm not sure. I wonder if it's even possible that these people aren't thrown in fucking prison. It should be criminal. But it's not. Because Big Pharma gets a lot of money. You know how much money they make off of prednisone? Whew. My God. I wish I had a piece of that. Topical steroid withdrawal is no joke, folks. It's a scary place to be. It's not just physical. It's not just how you look, how you feel. It's emotional. Your social life is gone. What's a sex life? How do I raise my children? I can't even get out of bed. I can't stand on my own two feet most days. They're split wide open. They're bleeding. They're pus-filled. The infections, the infections stop you like a fucking brick wall. There's nothing left. There's no gas in the tank. How do I go on? How do I keep going? Well, I'm going to tell you guys. It's pretty easy. You've got to find support. You gotta find people that understand. You have to find people who are willing to listen. Just sit there and let you cry and sob and scream and moan and hold your hand and tell you it's gonna be okay. Even when you know they're full of shit. You have to find a support group of people that understand what you're going through. And that's where I found the TSW support group on Facebook. I don't know, guys. If I hadn't found that support group, 
I don't know. I've got a pretty good support at home. My mom has saved my life. And I mean absolutely saved my life. My children keep me going. Don't get me wrong, I would never do anything to hurt my kids. I love them more than anything on the face of this planet. But I had some dark days where I didn't know if I was going to be able to go on. Had it not been for the support of the people in that Facebook group and my mother and my now girlfriend, who is a fucking saint, an angel, someone who doesn't care what I look like, what I feel like, she's by my side, ride or die, no matter what. And she has been since I started this process. I've been one of the lucky ones. I know a lot of you have lost your relationships. I know a lot of you have lost your friends, your family, people that don't understand why you just don't take the steroids, why you just don't do what the doctors tell you to. You've lost your support group. You've lost your system. And that's a shame. But I'm here to tell you, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm here. And there are people out there that will listen. There are people out there that can help you. The TSW support group on Facebook, you go on there and there's as much advice as you will ever get. And I promise you, you will find it helpful. On your darkest day where you think you're the only person in the world that knows how you feel, you go on that site and I promise you, you'll find somebody that's got it worse than you. You'll find somebody who deals with it worse than you. You'll find someone who deals with it the same as you. You'll find someone who has advice that you hadn't thought about before. I promise you, you'll find the tools you need. And who knows, maybe I'm full of shit, and maybe this podcast doesn't go anywhere. But I'm going to continue to do these episodes, and I'm going to continue to give you more of my background. I'm going to go further back. I'm going to go way, way back. I just don't want to do that today. I just wanted to get into what topical steroid withdrawal was and just really how truly awful it can be. And I want to give a ray of hope, though, because I'm standing here today 100% better than I was this time last year. I'm able to get out of bed. I'm able to take care of my children. I'm able to cook meals. I'm able to go for walks. Um, I'm still currently not working. I've been disabled for two years now. Um, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Obviously, like I said, with the pending surgeries, there's just absolutely no way. But uh, it does get better, guys. There's ebbs and flows. You gotta go up and down. And you just gotta know that it's gotta get better. And you gotta relish the good days. Live as much as you can on the days where you can. And don't feel bad when you can't. You don't have any control over this disease. You did not do this to yourself. You did not cause this. You are not to blame. You are just a pawn in the game. So make your move. And make it today. I promise you guys.
it gets so much better. I'm going to cut it off at about 25 minutes today. I promise they will get longer. They will get better. Maybe they don't need to be longer. I don't want to bore you. But I do want to give a ray of hope. I do want to put my voice out there. And I do want to tell you, I know what it's like. I've been there. Shit, I told my mom a week ago I wanted to kill myself. I said it out loud. And that was just a week ago. And today, I'm happier than I've been in three years. So I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel that dark, empty, lonely hole. But you don't have to stay there. There is light and there is a way out. Time. You've got to give it time. Eat healthier. Lather yourself in whatever emollient you need to. Use as many ice packs as you can stand. Do whatever you have to do to make yourself as comfortable as you possibly can. Live in a bath. Take 16 showers a day. Do whatever you have to do to make yourself as comfortable as you possibly can and ride this fucking wave. It's a big one. It's a scary one. And I'm not telling you it's easy. You're going to fall off your board. You're going to hit the coral reef. You're going to rip your guts wide open. But I promise you, help is on the way. It's going to get better, folks. Thanks for listening to the Itchy Ginger. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.